Hey everyone, you're listening to the Beyond the Stretch podcast with Cousin Vinny and Uncle Mike. You can say hi, Uncle Mike. Hey, what's going on, guys? He says I'm better at the introductions, that's why I'm always doing them. Yes, I figured it'd be a great way to intro it, because we are still at the South Carolina Fire Rescue Conference here in Myrtle Beach, uh, talking to some of our friends, networking, having a great time, and uh, we just happened to be a couple boots over from a, a really good guy that we wanted to have a conversation with. And uh, introduce him to new friends of ours. Yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Chance Craven. Hello. Hello, my name is Chance Craven with Craven Design Co. So what does Craven Design Co. even do? What is that? So in short, we design and manage fire department websites. Um, in addition to that, we also go around the state, North Carolina, South Carolina, throughout the southeast, taking photos of firefighters for free to honor and highlight what they do in the fire service as a way of giving back. Okay. So quick... That's how we met. Quick snippet. Yeah, that's actually how all of us kind of came together and met was at a truck company class hosted by uh, Vinny's department. Just some random guy with the camera taking cool stills and it may or may not still be my profile picture on Facebook or in, uh, Instagram. But uh, it, was a, it was a great experience to see someone that actually cared enough to... Uh, kind of document what's going on and i think that's that's what's so important and we were kind of having a conversation earlier today about that is with what you do in this free service like why do you feel it's so important to to document via photos what's happening out there in the training fire service world yep so uh before i even started this documenting the fire service has already been taking place because anyone with a cell phone or a lot of times a negative agenda is documenting any bad that occurs. And so regardless of uh, how much good you do, as we all know, it takes one civilian with one cell phone to document an accident or something, getting off a truck without yeah. a vest on or whatever. So almost to combat that, to show that actually, no, there's way more good, it came down to let's use something that I already know how to use a camera. I don't do video. I don't know how to do that. It's way above my pay grade. All right. Fair. But stills, it's something that it captures a moment, captures an emotion. And for most people in the fire service, you've never had a decent photo of you taken. And if you take a selfie, you're going to get ragged on all day long. Guys, you're going to make fun of you. Upload that as your Facebook default photo. No, it's not no, going to end gross. Well. Yeah, yeah, not going to end well. But if we come out and take photos of you working, not asking you to put the one that you're in. I never asked you to take that photo. I just kind of sniped it from a yeah. hundred yards away. <laughs> um, you capture these authentic moments. And the joy for me is now you start to get firefighters that can post something that they're proud of. But then also, and I didn't necessarily start it for this reason, but spouses and family members and friends now start to share those same photos. And so if you're a married fireman and now you have your wife who's posting this photo saying how proud she is of you. And then grandmas and aunts and uncles and all these other people, it starts to build this culture of honor that did not exist before the photo was captured. Okay. So it's just a unique way to uh, not only give you a photo for your Facebook or your Bumble or whatever. <laughs> Stay off my grinder account, man. Grinder account, whatever it may be. Um, it's a way to honor firefighters by documenting what they do. Okay. Do you think what you do, you mentioned like the cell phones and everything else, and you have the cell phones, you have the GoPros and all the uh, the rescue cameras people carry on and everything else. Do you feel that 
the art that your photos bring kind of has more to it, has more depth and more value than those just everything fly by night, like quick blip, you know, live photo shoots or like that. Hey, let me get a still of that when he went past my camera for that. Yep. So better, I don't necessarily think that's the right word. Okay. Um, more intentional. Okay, intentional is a good and word. So a lot of guys will jump off of the camera or GoPro and they document everything. And at the speed in which the fire service moves, you may not realize that you caught an OSHA violation, something that goes against an SOP or an SOG. Because I'm not a employed firefighter for whatever agency I'm working with, I can look through the lens with intentionality and make sure that, hey, if you're off the ground, you have a helmet on. If you have an air pack on, is it buckled or not? And so I think there's just more intentionality with what I do versus just going out and randomly snapping photos and pictures. That's a good point. See, that's pretty cool. So you don't have, I guess, do you have uh, any experience in the fire service? I do. Okay, okay, there I you do. go. So I was a firefighter at the city of Spartanburg for a little while in the All right. state of South Carolina. So that is one of the things that gives me almost a competitive advantage from a regular photographer is I can ride on an apparatus or be on the fire ground and kind of understand the do's and don'ts versus somebody that may just get on with good intentions. They don't know to look overhead or clear overhead or whatever it may be. Um, So my limited experience in the fire service does help me understand what's going on and capture specific moments. Yeah, because I think it's pretty cool. I mean, this got this aggressive guy here taking his Nokia into some IDLH, and I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. Like when we first started training, I saw the photos out, and I was like, "Oh, this is for you know truck company ops or or whatever." Like maybe they're a PR guy, or and then when we started talking and everything, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. This is what you do. It's it is really awesome." And you sent the the photos out to everybody that every student got a chance yep. to go look through. And pick out some things and, you know. Those profile pics, buddy. Those profile pics. Yeah. No but lingerie, I, but they are there. I, I, you're not hurting my feelings. I'm like, a, I'm, it's a good picture. It's, it a, is it's a, an amazing picture. It it's is a pretty good picture. picture. I'm a little jelly about it. I'm so I would be. Well, see, I often tell people that if you want your photo taken, you have to make sure you're working. And he was working in that moment, so he got the shot. He yep, got there. the shot. He was there. Yeah, and I, I guess that's a cool point to bring up. So I, what's your, like, favorite, I guess, photos or, uh, I guess, uh, maybe, in, I don't know, like, environment, but what, I guess what's your favorite things, I guess, to take photos of yep. with firefighters? So shooting inside a burn building uh, is probably my favorite because it's dark, it's lit with natural light, and your subject really is the firefighter. And so I've gotten a lot of portraits inside of a burn building where there is nothing in the background. It's just a good portrait of a firefighter paying attention to the instruction or whatever it is. So a burn building is probably my favorite area to shoot location-wise. And then in general, one of the reasons that I focus on documenting training is as we all know, the fire service has negative people. It has people that are lazy. You don't really find that at these trainings. And so I'm not coming out hoping to capture someone working. I'm coming out into an environment where people have either paid themselves or they're giving up time off, they've swapped with guys, whatever it may be and they want to be there. And so the photos I'm taking are genuinely people that, they're the, uh, they're the staple of the fire service. They're the guys that we should be honoring. They're, they're doing the work, they're throwing ladders, they're cutting roofs. And so training uh, specifically is what I really enjoy because you're capturing 
the essence of the fire service. Like, I'm not getting paid to do this, most of the guys. They've paid themselves to come to these trainings. Or if it is a department-hosted training, they're the guys that are there doing work. And so burn buildings, favorite location, work in general is probably the favorite genre because it's, it's, it's the opposite of what you see on television and all this other stuff right now of firefighters. Hey, we sit in a recliner all day and we just eat and then we run two epic calls. Every shit, no, that's not how it works. And yeah. so we can actually show the the blood, sweat, and tears that the fire service is made of. Yeah. I definitely think, too, if you, if you look at some of the archives and some of the most iconic pictures out there are those candid shots of, like, that nameless fireman who's just embracing that suck. Yep. And in that moment, someone captured it, and it found its way into, like, a book somewhere, or it's, it's just randomly placed somewhere in the annals of, of the history yep. and you pull it up and you're just like I don't know anything about this guy but man I want to I, I want to be a part Steve. of that absolutely that's even the photo that we're using for our backdrop here it's a firefighter from Cobb County had no idea that I was taking the photo he was in the middle of mucking out the flashover room he's hot he's been in there all morning he's working Luckily for me, there just happened to be a little fire in front of him, and it made for an epic shot, and it's gotten a ton of feedback here. He had no idea that he was in the photo. We just captured the moment of him working and doing the job. That's pretty cool. Have you ever been, I guess, maybe employed to do, uh, like, the Class A department style? All right, sit here, rotate here, chin down. And I guess what's your perspective on that or feelings? So uh, I have not been employed to do that. Okay. Not saying that I never would. Um, I think at the end of the day, documenting the firefighter is important. Class A is important. Understanding where we've come from, I think there's a lot of value in. And portraiture, taking portraits of firefighters is something that goes long, way further back in history than any of us sitting here. And so I think to lose that, we are almost diminishing what has been done before us. What I don't like is that being the only photo that represents a firefighter's journey in their career. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of departments, especially larger departments, you get hired, you take your class A photo, and then never again is your fire service documenting. Yeah. And I think that's where we're missing an opportunity because, and I could, don't quote me on this, but I don't think anybody has gone through those class A images and said, you know what, I wanna do that. I wanna be that guy. On the contrary, you show people working, and if you're 17, 18, 19, 35, 45 right now, and you see that, and you're wanting to be challenged, you're wanting to step into something, hey, that's what I want to go do. So I think both of them have their places. I just think we've put emphasis on one and forgotten about the other. That's really cool. Yeah, it's maybe we, as you were saying that, maybe think of one of my peers um, who's retired twice now. And he uses those opportunities of that, that class A pose. And he literally says, those are my death photos. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what it is. That's what it's going to be. That's I'm like, that's horrible. I get it. I totally get what you're doing, but that's horrible. I'd rather have, like, that epic shot yep. of, like, just the sweat glistening off my mustache and just, like, oh, all that all that dirt and salt coming off of me, right? What, you don't want a class A profile pic, man? What's up? <laughs> It's horrible. Well, that, that is one of the things that, like, my heart behind doing this is we've always waited until a first responder dies to honor their life. 
That is and true. And so with that, and nothing against the Class A photos, but a lot of times someone will die in the line of duty and then we throw up this photo of them that's 10, 15, 20 years old. Hmm. And if you knew that person the day they died, you're like, well, that's that's not him or her. Like, versus you show an action shot within the last 36 months. And that's the firefighter I knew. That's the firefighter yeah. jumping out that window, throwing that 24 or whatever. Like, it, 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 there, there's so much to a photo more than, uh, hey, here's a picture of someone. So, no, that's, that's, that's so cool. And just capturing those moments. Like I said, I know we kind of, we joke a little bit about it because we talked earlier, social media has such a huge impact on how we operate and what we do know. Um, and you kind of talked about that, of, of that separation. And I was going to ask you what your opinion of is um, what the service is currently using and utilizing and the challenges like um, a PIO would have. And that station that likes to get that content and post the raw footage and kind of what your thoughts are like finding a balance of that professional but yet still being relevant yep so to me professional is just a term i mean uh, it's paid right it's it's paid yeah and so uh, the analogy that i use most often is water in a controlled environment through the mountains a stream is a beautiful thing on the contrary water uncontrolled is a flash flood or a major tsunami causes disaster Media and the fire service is the exact same thing. We can't stop it. It's out there. It is The water is there. The content is there. And most departments choose just to not control it at all. So there's this flood. Hey, we're just going to build a dam. We're going to stop it all. And you end up causing way more damage in the long term by doing that because nothing is getting through. Nothing is getting out. Versus if we start controlling that and we take the time to create what I refer to as empowering SOPs and SOGs, then I think media starts to turn the tide and be a benefit to many departments. Where, hey, I'm gonna trust you with a million dollar apparatus. I'm gonna trust you with $20,000 of PPE. I'm gonna trust you to save someone's life. But hell if I'm gonna trust you with a picture. Uh-uh, no, yeah. no, don't use your cell phone. Like the irony in that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it stems from leaders in the fire service right now that were in the fire service or already a leader whenever the introduction of kind of cell phone cameras came out and a lot of stupid stuff occurred in a very short period of time. And so sweeping SOPs and SOGs came down saying no photos, no imagery, no nothing. And we have not stepped back from that since and said, hey, let's reevaluate this. We've got every department, and I, I say every, has at least one or two guys that could take a decent photo, that Mm -hmm. understands the fire service, that are in my position, but they can't use that gift because the moment they do, they'll get their hands slapped. I know firefighters that are willing to come in and volunteer on their 48s off just to capture the similar photos that I am. They're capable of it, but they work for departments that know our our policies, no photos. Don't know why we can't recruit people right now. Don't know why we're not retaining people because we're not honoring them and showing the work they do, but no photos. And so that's a lot of verbal vomit to say, I think imagery has a very purposeful and powerful position in the fire service. We just have to sit down and have some honest conversations about the do's and don'ts, what is expected from leadership. And then once we start to implement those things, we have these empowering SOPs and SOGs where departments are seen for the good they do. Do you think we'll see in the near future uh, departments embrace some sort of training regimen that includes 
kind of what you're doing of being um, class lecture series or in practical series of how to utilize these moments, these pictures in a tasteful manner that will depict the profession, protect the organization, and be that recruiting tool that yep. is so important with today's generation. I absolutely think that we're headed in that direction. Okay. As a younger guy, I'm realizing that things don't happen overnight. And so I think realistically we're still 24 to 36 months out from uh, leadership starting to accept that. Because even what I'm doing, coming and taking pictures of you guys training, there are moments in that where a camera still has this stigma associated with it where even me showing up on a fire ground, well, who the heck's that guy? He's, what kind of photo is he going to take? Is he going to make me look like a fool? Is he going to make me look good? Is he going to make me a default photo? And so I still think that there's an investment of time that has to be made for the conversation to occur okay. because so much negative has happened that it is this, well, no, cameras are bad. Well, no, they're not. Well, you're not going to prove me otherwise. Like They're bad because ABC happened. And I can't argue with those A, Bs, and Cs because they're true to you. That's your reality. Absolutely. That's your reality. And so it's just a slow trickle of like, no, listen, guys, here is a default photo. Here is something other than you reading to a student, repainting a building, community service, which has kind of become the iconic go-to social media post of, yeah. hey, here's everything we do for community service. Yes. Hoorah. You got anything? I have another question if you're still No, I, I actually just had a thought that kind of popped into my uh, head while he was talking about that. Like the stigma of the camera, you know, when you got on the got on the job and your photo was taken, it was in the picture or no, it was in the paper. What are, you, what are you doing? You know, hey, you're cutting out that clip. Yeah. yeah, right. That or the all-star. Hey, guess who has to buy steaks tonight? And, and for many of us, I feel like it's it's kind of a humble profession. Like they don't we don't want to be, I guess, I don't know. A lot of us still want to be like rock stars and be out in the light, you know. So I, I feel like there's more maybe, maybe that humble thought, or you know, or the opposite. Maybe I'm cutting myself out. Like we talking about. I, I challenge that one to be like maybe we once were, um, but now, no, man. I really think if if it's not posted and it's not in your face every day, it's not like you're not relevant when before it was like it was just the, the the pride of being a part of the family and being part of the brotherhood mm -hmm. it's not good enough anymore so you have to show those actions and I, I think it goes both ways and so like a great example would be i have a friend in greenville that is also a photographer but he's a firefighter, and I've taken photos of him. He's shared them of him on the job mm -hmm. without any hesitation because he's proud of that. Yeah. Then he made a grab. Yeah. And I used one of his photos to brag on his heroism and uh, it made him feel super awkward. He didn't like it. People are reaching out to him. Hey, we come on our podcast and all this other stuff. And to your point, he's like, man, I don't want that. Right. Like, all I did was show up and do my job. Like, I don't want to be recognized for that. I don't want to get a medal for it or anything. And so is, there is this kind of unique scale of fire service photography that shows the job, the work, the effort that goes into it. I think building trust there, more and more guys want to be seen working. 
they want their spouse to understand that they don't just sit around all day. And so there's this almost educational side of it that shows, man, we bust our butt. Here's why you pay us what you pay us. And then there is that side of real life, real fire, going on calls where no one necessarily does it to be recognized for that. Like you don't want the attaboy for saving someone's life. You don't want to be known for rescuing or not rescuing someone out of a car. Mm. And that's another thing with the training is it's, it, it does kind of become this safe environment where I can act a fool, I can smile, I can laugh, I can play a air guitar or whatever. We build trust there. And then uh, two weeks ago, where I live, um, I run a lot of calls with the department. And they had a single car NBA into a tree, nobody around the car, caller didn't know where the person was. Well, we get there, and they're DOA under the car on fire. Hmm. Those photos, at the moment I'm capturing them, no idea this person's under the car. I have the camera though, so I'm capturing the moment. Afterwards, you can zoom in and see what you don't want to see. Those are things that none of those firefighters want those photos, want to share them, or anything to the nature of, because they don't want to be known that, man, we, we didn't save that person. And so that's an example of photos that were documented that will never be used for recruitment, retention, or culture. But at the very same time, from a training perspective, there are things that we have to talk about, that we need to talk about. And whenever you uh, we start having this conversation of bringing younger guys up, and I can tell you all day long this is going to happen, and you need to be prepared for it. And I can think that I'm ready, or I can see this one photo and be like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Or, all right, I've seen that one time. I hope I never see it again. But that makes me think of something that, I mean, it's imagery is so valuable yeah. in fire service in so many areas. I think it's super cool. I, I, I love it. I love what you do. Um, I'll, I'll end with this question to kind of see where you think your, your head is at. With all the social media, the YouTube channels, and everyone talking about going to jobs, and when you're, you're on your phone or your iPad or whatever device that you use, you can go to 25 to 30 jobs a day, right? Yep. But then when you get into it and you find out the realization behind what actually is occurring in between those awesome captions, do you think we might be losing a little bit that desensitizing of the youth coming up? I think we're not painting realistic pictures. Okay. And uh, a lot of that comes down to uh, even in a marriage, if we communicate our expectations, we're more than likely going to have a better marriage than a weak marriage. And uh, a lot of firefighters are painting this picture of job town, job town, job town, honeymoon, honeymoon, honeymoon. And in reality, and that's not the case. Yeah. The three of us sitting here know that. But again, because you have individuals promoting the fire service and not necessarily the leaders or the departments promoting it. The department posted a picture of guys cutting the grass. Well, then the moment that I applied there, I would know that I was part of the daily expectation. If we stop beating each other up about, hey, here's a picture of us sitting around the dining room table eating, 
I would understand that, man, I'm not just going to make my dinner and go sit in a recliner by myself. There's this expectation of brotherhood around the breakfast table or the dinner table. And so, again, that's why I think imagery is so important is it's, we can't choose what we focus on. We all know what the fire service is made of, good, bad, indifferent. We have to show all of that to truly paint the picture that especially the youth coming up, they have that understanding of, man, this is, this is what a senior fireman is. This is what our job duties are. This is what a toilet brush is. It's like, we're not showing any of that stuff. We just show job town all day long. And to play off that too, I think you have a lot of firemen that show it to be firemen right now, not realizing the amount of medical that's related to the fire service because we only show job town. Man, I don't want to do this anymore because we ran 13 medical calls to people that stubbed their toe. I'm out. I thought we fought fire all day. And so it's a great tool to paint a realistic picture of what happens. We just have to have leaders that believe in that, create the empowering SOPs and SOGs, and then let people share the story of the fire service. This is beautifully spoken. I like that. Yeah, this is a super cool conversation. I mean, even the people in the background were excited. So, well, Chance, I think it's great what you do, man. And thanks for getting on the mic and talking and sharing the story and your motivation and, your, I guess, your purpose, you know? I appreciate you guys. All the ones doing it every day. Well, we are, and we, and we talked a little bit earlier about that. And just, you know, I think the, the conversations that happen around the coffee tables can be toxic. But the conversations that happen on the training grounds are always empowering and is always, I don't want to say always positive. That's not always true. Yep. But there, there's, there's this, a, a better conversation, a better dynamic on the training ground. And the fact that you're out there capturing those moments and bringing that, that sexiness of it back is, is truly appreciated. And, and I'm thankful we got the opportunity to meet you and, and kind of network with you. Shout and out to Truck Company Ops for making that happen. Palmer and his truck full of wizardry. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun time. So, all well, right. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, if you guys have any uh, questions or comments, you can email us at uh, beyondthestretchpodcast at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page. Until next time, this is uh, Cousin Vinny. Uncle Mike, thanks for listening, guys.